Happy Friday, everyone. And as always, thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to this show. Um, but first, we need to talk about, obviously, uh, the game last night. Arizona just did not look – and how do I put this? Arizona did not look good. We're going to get to all of that. Let's talk about it, though, on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Friday, everyone. And as always, thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we're going to talk Arizona Washington. And we're also going to talk some Arizona football as well, because again, there is a new uh, there's a new opening. But let's talk about it first. Arizona Washington, um, the game that you saw last night, that just shouldn't happen for Arizona. Um, Washington is not a good team. As a matter of fact, they're one of the worst teams in the conference. And as we talked about, there's probably one player on Washington who would actually play real minutes at Arizona, and Keon Brooks. And quite frankly, again, Arizona just did not look good. Um, this is a little bit, and again, this all needs to be prefaced by saying that Arizona is one, uh, one of the five best or ranked number uh, five in the country. But this needs to, it does need to be uh, prefaced, though, by also saying that um, there are games at home where they just don't look good. And I think that's what's, uh, I think that's what's frustrating if you're Arizona, because especially when you're at home. And this happened against Cal. This happened against Washington as well, um, where Arizona just didn't look, uh, just didn't look interested um, and playing to the level of a uh, playing to the level of their competition. And I think that's where people should be a little bit frustrated because you can control the, uh, you can control the level at which you play at. You can control the level at which you um um, you know, the effort in which you give. But Arizona in this game, certainly uh, it did not feel like they gave that kind of effort. And I think that's what's kind of frustrating for Arizona fans. That being said, you also saw too what makes this team so uh, what makes this team so dangerous when they're able to hit you with runs, they're able to hit you with plays, you know, the the transition where they finish, you know, the Kirk, uh, Kirk Kreese again, big shots, finishing at the rim, Azulis Tabellis. Those are all things that you can't take away from Arizona, and it's going to make them dangerous no matter who they play. But as we've talked about before, um, there is a there there are times when it looks like uh there are times when it looks like Arizona's kind of sleepwalking. And I think that's what's uh and I think that's what's uh, frustrating for Wildcats fans because you don't, you never like seeing a team play up or play down to their level of competition. And that's honestly that's what's happened with uh, with Arizona against some really uh, against against you know some teams that they uh, against some teams that they should be able to just handle. Again, Washington is not a good team. Arizona was able to get get it to them there in the second half. But um, at the same time, you know, you don't like seeing that. So let's talk about some of the players. Um, Courtney Ramey is a guy who uh, – Courtney Ramey is a guy who um, 
Uh, he's good. Don't get me wrong. Very happy that Courtney Ramey is on this team, but I was expecting a little bit more out of him this year. I thought that he would be a little bit better defensively. I thought um, I thought he would be a, I thought he would be a little bit be better defensively, and I thought he would be able to get you a little bit more of a uh, you know of a uh, defensive presence. You haven't really seen that, um, and I think that's honestly that's a. Uh, that's a little uh, that's a little frustrating right there and that you I think you would hope that uh, you know you could see it but again uh, as Doug Gottlieb has said many 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 times he has said that you know um, you uh, you know there are no tra- there are no pros in the transfer portal and you know that's just kind of the way it is there are no uh, there are no pros in the transfer portal so anybody expecting to get pros is probably going to be a little bit disappointed in what they're going to get because again, pros don't show up in the transfer portal. That's a fair point. But you know, again, I, I think people thought they could maybe get a little bit more out of Ramey, but it is what it is. He's still a good player, still lucky to have him. Um, then uh, Pella Larson, for whatever reason, don't know what exactly it is, but Pella can't shoot. Um, as a freshman, Pella was a good shooter. Um, he was worse as a sophomore and he has been, um, he has been, it's been tough to watch, uh, at times these last couple of years. Um, but he can still do some other pretty good things out there. And I think that's at least something that's good about what Arizona's got now, Umar Ballo, Azulis Tabellis. These are the guys that you can count on game in and game out, no matter what happens, these guys are there. And even when they don't play well. They're still kind of in the mix where they get. Um, they're still kind of in the mix where, you know, you finish with a game where you got thirty-five points, twenty rebounds, whatever the case may be, and that's something that I think that a lot of people uh, take for granted. And um, I think a lot, you know, and and it is. It's something that's easy to take for granted. But those two up front, they are your trump cards. For the uh, majority of this, or you know, they're going to be your trump cards for the entire season. That's just going to be the way that it is, um, and that's a good thing, obviously. Now, at some of the other positions, it's a little bit more interesting because you know you, it's kind of hit or miss on the perimeter. You definitely lack a little bit of uh, you lack a little bit of an offensive explosion. Um, again, Kirk Creesa has definitely been better this this year. And I think everybody should be th- uh, happy with what they've seen. But there hasn't really been that guy that's emerged on the perimeter that can be that 15, 16 point per game guy. That just hasn't happened yet. Hopefully it does at some point, but right now it just hasn't happened. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, with Arizona, it's just a little bit frustrating. Now let's talk about um, let's talk about Kylan Boswell. Kylan Boswell had one of his be- maybe his best game of his career. Um, he played incredibly well, and not only did he show some next level vision, he also showed some. Sorry, not only did he show some next level vision. He uh, showed that he could really kind of run a team right there, and I think that's what's exciting about uh, what Kylan Boswell has been able to bring. And if you're uh, if you're Tommy Lloyd, um, that's something as well that you're happy about. Um, now, I think with uh, 
with uh, Boswell, though, a lot of it, too, is just getting him ready for next year. With you get, getting him ready for next year, because, again, he is a different player than what Arizona has on this roster. He's more athletically dynamic than Kirk Parisa. And not only is he a little bit more athletically uh, more athletically dynamic, he can uh, he can do a little bit uh, he can just do a little bit more out there. Um, I think with uh, I think with um, you know this squad, you need somebody that can kind of push the pace and keep people off um, keep people off uh, you know balance there a little bit. And Arizona has done that. Now, Arizona did a very good job of uh, – Arizona has done a very good job, though, of this um, throughout the year. And I think that, uh, they, you know, Tommy Lloyd has pressed all the right buttons. Um, Tommy Lloyd has pressed all the right buttons. And not only has he pressed all the right buttons, he is uh, – he's found out the more – he's found out the – best way to get these guys in the position that they need to succeed. And that's something that great coaches do. And Tommy Lloyd is a great coach. Um, and not only is Tommy Lloyd a great coach, he's a guy that uh, he knows how to get the best out of his players. And he's certainly shown that he can get the best out of his players. So again, um, got to give him a tip of the cap because this wasn't an easy game. And these are games too, in the past that, uh, this, these are honestly these are games that in the past Arizona would probably might have lost to be quite frank with you because you know again didn't play well Washington was locked in Washington was ready to go in this game and they shot they shot the uh they shot incredibly well and not only did they shoot incredibly well they were they came with it and they've got some big dudes up front who were you know pretty pretty good. Um, and, uh, so again, it was a game performance by Washington, but Arizona came out, Arizona won, um, Arizona, uh, Arizona won and a win is a win is a win. You move on now. You're going to be looking 15 and one, 16 and one, and you know, it's all kind of downhill from there, but hopefully this, this eliminates some of the slow starts that Arizona has been dealing with. Um, hopefully this is what Tommy Lloyd needed to be able to tell his guys, Hey dudes, this, uh, we can't be playing like this. As a matter of fact, we've got to be able, you know, we've got a bullseye on our back and we've got to be able to uh, play better games than what we've been playing. And right now, Arizona's just got to be able to do that. And they haven't been able to do that to this point, but to Arizona's credit, they've also, and this is something that you can't really minimize. They've also played very well against good teams. Um, and you know, that's something that you either have or you don't, whether that was against Tennessee, whether that was against, uh, Indiana, Arizona generally plays pretty well against good teams. And that's what they've been able to do to this point. So, um, you know, as all is still good with Arizona basketball, cause you're ranked in the top five in the nations, but there are certainly some warning signs here, but right now, um, you know, we're going to take a win. And a win is a uh, a win is a win is a win is a win. All right, now let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is another thing that is also a win for everybody. You look at the strongest people out there, and you know for a fact that they probably take Built Bar. The reason that everybody has t- likes Built Bar is because it's good. 
how many times have you been have how many times have you worked out or you've left the gym and you're like oh man i gotta go have a protein shake and it's just disgusting you don't want to have that protein shake you don't want to have anything to do with that um you don't want to have anything to do with that and that's where Built Bar is different because Built Bar is something that you can embrace. Everybody loves a Built Bar. So again, check it out, Built Bar. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we're going to talk a little bit of Arizona football here. Arizona football has a new, is going to have a new uh, defensive uh, uh it's going to have a new cornerbacks coach. Um, and Dwayne Walker is out. Um, don't know exactly what happened. The timing was a little bit odd there. Didn't really see that one. But I think with, uh, I think there are some very good, uh, there are some very good options there if you're Arizona and who you want to go with. Um, and I would go with Dwayne Aquina. Dwayne Aquina has uh, Dwayne Aquina has been one of the uh, handful of best defensive back coaches in the country for a long time, and um, you know he did that at Arizona. He coached uh, probably the two best defensive backs in school history, and Chuck Cecil and Chris McAllister, and you know that's something that's uh, that's something that's impressive. But he also took that uh, he also took it to Texas as well where he also, he coached a lot of guys, your Aaron Rosses, your Michael Huffs. This to me is a no brainer situation. You bring him in to coach your defensive backs. And I think if you're, uh, if you're Arizona, there would be a no brainer fit. I'm a big fan of, uh, I'm a big fan of Dwayne Aquina. I like what Dwayne Aquina brings to the table. And I think a lot of people should be excited about the possibility of him coming back here. Now you might say, well, Mike, where's Dwayne Aquina been? I can tell you, Dwayne Aquina has been at Stanford. Dwayne Aquina has been at Stanford, um, and obviously, you know that uh, you know that uh, uh, David Shaw is out at Stanford. So that means that you know uh, there's going to be some openings there. So again, I would love to see Dwayne Aquina uh, uh, end up at Arizona. The one thing too that I feel comfortable in saying is that Jed Fish gets it. Jed Fish knows the importance of coaching and recruiting on this staff, and he's shown that time and time and time again. And that's obviously a good, that's obviously a thing that's nice to have because Jed Fish is fully invested in the U of A. We've had a lot of coaches here over the years where you're like, eh, this guy really doesn't want to be here. Um, He really doesn't want to be here or, you know, how long is he going to be here? There isn't really much of that. There's none of that with Jed Fish. You can tell that Jed Fish knows that this could be his first and only opportunity, and he's going to make sure that this works. And I think that's what's exciting. So I would bring in Dwayne Aquina because the defensive backs, I mean, let's be honest here, and this is no uh, this is no gripe towards Dwayne Walker, but the defensive backs uh, have not been great in quite a while. Uh, Dwayne Aquina is used to coaching great defensive backs, and – that's where uh, that's where I think that he could really make a move. Now, there's other options out there as well. Keith Hayward, again, out of UNLV, 
Um, a guy who is a dynamic recruiter, somebody that uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people are big fans of. He's a guy that you're probably going to see on the uh, you know on those lists as well. But again, you got to there's there's going to be a lot of options because at Arizona, um, I think a lot of people know that you know this is a good uh, this is a good spot. Arizona football is going places. This isn't Kevin Sumlin. Um, this not only is this not Kevin Sumlin. This isn't, uh, you know, this isn't Rich Rod where it's uh, one foot out the door, one foot in. It's a totally different spot where I think everybody is committed. So, again, we'll talk more about the staff and the importance of getting this hire right in just a second. Let's take a quick break. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we're talking coaches now. We are talking um not only are we talking, we're talking coaches, we're talking who would be ideal fits on this Arizona staff at the defensive back position. And keep in mind, this is going to be an important hire right here because, you know, uh, Arizona has struggled defensively. I'm not really breaking any ground right there. And the defensive backs are young. You look across the board, there's a lot of talent there, but it's young talent from Ephesians Prysock to Dakario Davis, heck, even trading Stooks. Um, you're going to have some new guys coming in there as well, but it's a young, it's a young group full of talent, but I think you need to have somebody that knows exactly what they're doing. And that's where I think Dwayne Aquino would fit in very, very well. I also think next year's defensive backs are going to be significantly better because I think there's going to be some addition by subtraction. Granted, you'd never want to lose a player like Christian Roland Wallace. Christian Roland Wallace has been um, one of the best defensive uh probably the best defensive back for Arizona the last, what, five, six years. He's off to USC right now. Um, but I think uh, you watch him, though, and he th- uh, you watch him and you kind of say to yourself that, um, you know, he's replaceable. He thinks that, um, you know, I, I watch him and I'm like, okay, you know, but I think these young guys have more talent than what he, than what he actually throws out there. So again, we'll find out. But I think Christian Young, uh, the coaches always talked about him, but it seemed like Christian Young really, really struggled to get the part that part of the game down, and that's something that you don't really like to see uh, that late in your career if you're Arizona. Now, let's talk about some of the other guys then uh, at that safety position. Who these guys could be working with? Isaiah Taylor, Isaiah Taylor, Jason Taylor's uh, Jake. Jason Taylor's uh, um, son has uh, he's got some big time potential to him, and um, there's a reason that Jackson Turner I don't want to say was runoff, um, but he's you know at the same time though he's uh, also been a player who you know is going to uh, Arizona has a great deal of uh, uh, love for. And they're going to try to get him in there. So, again, Dwayne Aquina, I think, is a home run hire. Need to make that one work because, again, to me, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. Now, everybody out there, have a great weekend. Arizona-Washington State is coming up on Saturday. We'll be right back with you on Monday, uh, breaking everything down. Hopefully, Arizona smokes Washington State because they should beat Washington State because Washington State isn't very good. But we've already we've also seen that as well. Um, so, on that note, 
Everybody have a great rest of your, uh, have a great uh, weekend. And as always, really appreciate you. And thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. Talk to you soon.